I'm Pei, and I'm sitting in for uh, Jeff today. So thanks for tuning in, everyone listening from Hamilton, London, and Toronto. Um, actually, I'm going to do a little, like, shameless self-promotion here. Uh, I uh, This morning, I opened up the website uh, for the Toronto Star, obviously, to do some work for, for the show. And then a travel story that I wrote um, is up, and it's live today, um, when I think it's in print tomorrow. And it's a story, uh, the reason I'm, mentioning it is because if any of you are familiar with me in, in whatever capacity online on social media, then you know how often I post about my parents uh, who retired last year um, and they live in Nova Scotia. And I have to say that it's my parents as immigrants and being self-employed, uh, they never vacationed. They never did any sort of you know time off for themselves. And once they retired, their business was a COVID casualty. So it came about, um, you know, rather suddenly. It was not so much a choice of their of theirs, but you know, they were older, and and it was time anyway. Um, but we did a, a little trip out west um, not that long ago, and I wrote about it for the Star, so it's in the travel section. And I'm really appreciating the feedback that I've been getting from people who uh, traveled with their elderly parents. It's a different experience, and it's one that I put off for a very long time. And then from those who are saying that you know they have themselves have been putting that off, and uh, I will say like just just don't wait. If you can do it now uh, or soon, uh, do it because things change so quickly, and it's definitely one of those things that um, if you can make those memories. Uh, for them and with them, um, there's definitely great value in that. Um, but I, there's also another story that I came across this morning, and uh, it's about Zoom divorces. And just like everything that during the pandemic, everything went online. It went virtual. But this is uh, changing back to in-person, um, these court hearings. And that's really affecting a lot of people. In different ways. So I've got Russell Alexander on the line, who is with uh, Russell Alexander Collaborative Family Lawyers. Great to have you on the show. Um, now, let's let listeners know what is a you know quote unquote Zoom divorce. Hello, Pay. Great to be with you today. Zoom divorce is basically any way you can access your family law hearing remotely. So most most parents do it from their own home. It's usually using the Zoom technology. It could be Skype. It could be a teleconference. It's essentially a remote court hearing. Now, who benefited, I guess, from the virtual hearings when you had, I mean, that was a switch that happened because everything had to go online. That's right, man. In March of 2020, everything shut down and we pivoted to digital. The family court system has been a paper-based system for 200 years and now I think everybody uh, benefits. The environment, anybody who has to attend a family court hearing, parents, judges, lawyers, it's made it much more efficient. Um, I'm guessing uh, cost, I mean, time is one thing, definitely more efficient in terms of time. But I would guess for uh, costs, right, for people who are going through a divorce and the number of hours that um, the lawyers are billing. Well, not just, yeah, definitely, not just the cost that you pay your lawyer, but if you think about a typical court date prior to the pandemic, you'd have to travel to court, pay for gas, find parking, go through security, you'd be in a busy courthouse, there's an emotional cost of being there, very stressful for a lot of people. So really, it's an access to justice issue. Now, you mentioned in an article that um, it's short-sighted to switch it back to in person, and why do you feel that way? Well, I think there, you know, 
Coming out of the pandemic, one of the silver linings we've gained is the efficiency in the court system. So prior to the pandemic, the main complaint was it was too slow and it cost too much. That was that was part, partially solved because we can do remote hearings. So if you were paying your lawyer six hours to go to court and sit in the hallway and wait for your case to start, you'd be spending thousands of dollars. Now that hearing's down to 45 minutes or an hour, and you're saving a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. But are there um, some advantages to having in-person hearings? For, you know, judges will argue for certain hearings, they need to assess credibility, and that can only be done uh, in person. We've learned that Zoom technology, you get a very close-up picture of the person's face. It's actually easier to assess credibility. And some would argue it might be easier or more likely to get a settlement if you're there in person than if you're doing it remotely. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the arguments to go back to court in person. Um, Are there certain um, services, though, that the client might lose access to or that they have access to only when they are in person in court? Right. Again, prior to the pandemic, the most the services other than tomorrow's that the public would access would be um, on-site duty counsel, perhaps an on-site mediator may be available. Those are now available remotely, so you don't need to attend court to see duty counsel. You can do it remotely. So I think with some planning, these on-site services that were traditionally available at a courthouse can be done remotely as well. Now, um, based on your clients, have you had any that uh, would like to would like to go in person, or are most of them actually, you know, preferring the the virtual sessions? Right, great question, Pay. Usually, there's some apprehension about using new technology. Uh, some people might not have um, a phone or a computer equipped with a camera in the audio settings. Once they get over that hurdle, our clients are finding, you know, we'll do a couple of test runs. Uh, with members of our team, they like it. They don't want to go back to going to court and having the confrontation with their spouse at the courthouse and having to arrange daycare and all the expenses associated with taking a day off work. I would also imagine that uh, the setting of being in court can be very intimidating. It's overwhelming, and it's designed to do that, right? There's the power, you know, there's certain decorum and formality of the proceeding. And you can still get that through Zoom divorce. But for a lot of people, it takes a toll on their mental health. They don't want to see their ex-spouse, especially if they're a victim of domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, they're so overwhelmed, they're not even sure what decisions they're making. They need to really let it sit for a few days to make sure they're not entering into a bad agreement. Um, Well, all very insightful information. I appreciate your time, Russell. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Faye. Have a good day. That's Russell Alexander with uh, Russell Alexander Collaborative Family Lawyers. I'm Pei Chen, and you're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.